Good morning and welcome to the Canadian Wildlife Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to do two things. Teach you English and teach you some cool shit about Canadian wildlife. What are some examples of Canadian wildlife? Well, we got moose, bear, cougar, wolves, reindeer, caribou, to name just a few. These animals are all unique and special in their own way. These animals are all commonly found in Canada and indeed in BC, where I live. I adore spending times in the great outdoors in Canada and love when I meet some of these animals. So, it motivated me to combine my love for wildlife and my love for teaching English and my love for creating language learning materials to make this podcast. If you're interested in, in the transcript and the keyword list for this episode, please go to my website. If you're interested in quizzes based on the podcast, go to my website. If you're interested in group or individual classes, please go to my website at www.englishwithronin.com. Anyways, your job right now is to relax and learn some cool information about Canadian wildlife. I hope you enjoy. and gentlemen was the sound of a moose. This episode is all about moose. The schedule for this podcast is really simple. At about 2 minutes and 40 seconds into the podcast, I give you a short quiz about moose. At about 8 minutes into the podcast, I talk all about moose and give you lots of facts and information about them. At about 21 minutes into the podcast, I teach you some English related to the podcast, so different keywords that came up. And at 36 minutes, I finally give you the answers to the quiz at the very start. So there you go. There's your timelines, folks. Skip ahead if you want to go to something in particular. Otherwise, keep listening and let's get to it. A moose is a very common animal where I live. Moose are generally only found in extremely cold areas or areas that get a lot of snow in the winter. Moose are huge and moose are beautiful. But before I go on, I'm going to read 11 different questions. And over the course of this podcast, if you listen well enough, you should be able to answer those 11 questions. Here you go. Question number one. What is the name of a male, female, and baby moose? Question number two. What was the weight of the biggest moose ever shot? Question number three. What year was that moose shot? Question number four. How much does a baby moose weigh when born? Question number five. What insect carries a parasite which is lethal to moose? Question number six. How does a moose generally defend itself? 
Question number seven. What happens to a moose's antlers in the winter? Question number eight. When do moose mate? You know, have sex to produce baby moose? Question number nine. How far can moose dive? Question number ten. What is significant about a moose's hair? And question number 11. What temperature is too hot for a moose? So there you go, folks. There's 11 questions. Now, as you listen to this podcast, you should try to answer those questions. At the very end, I'll give you the answers. But in the meantime, let's just listen to that moose sound one more time. And then let's get straight into it. This podcast, Canadian Wildlife Number 4, is all about the moose. So one thing that you should do is sit back, relax, grab a pen and paper and get ready to listen to some really cool information about the moose. Are you ready? Let's just get straight into it. Moose are ungulates and the largest member of the deer family. Ungulate is the word for a hoofed animal, which you would know if you listened to Canadian Wildlife Number 1. Moose are relatives to deer, elk and caribou. A male moose is called a bull, a female moose is called a cow and a baby moose is called a calf. Moose are found all over the world, mainly in colder environments. In Canada, we have an abundance of moose and let me tell you, they are beautiful animals. You know, I've actually seen a moose on more than one occasion, but the most memorable experience of seeing a moose for me was when I was in a canoe with my girlfriend. We were in like coming towards the edge of a lake and we looked into the forest and we saw a calf and a cow hanging out drinking water. So we just sat in the canoe in the canoe, took out the binoculars, watched the moose for quite a while. It was beautiful. They were just hanging out drinking water, eating some shrubs. But as soon as the moose seen us, so they looked up, they saw us, they ran away. But here's the thing. The moose turned, ran into the forest. And this is like a very dense and thick forest. But all that you could hear were trees falling down. In other words, the moose didn't really run around the trees. The moose went straight through the trees because moose are big hardy strong animals so just to revise i saw a moose i saw a baby moose they were drinking water they saw us and they ran into the forest never to be seen again anyways uh so moose are generally found in northern regions of the u.s throughout canada into alaska Due to their large size and insulating fur, moose are limited to colder climates. You know, they really like to be in a forested area with streams and ponds. Those make up a great moose habitat. 
you know, for me, moose are beautiful. They're also terrifying. I would not like to meet a moose face to face from a distance, yeah, but face to face, not a chance. So anyways, let's just discuss some facts about moose. I'm gonna read out the eight different facts about moose, and after that I'm gonna read them in detail and give extra information. So so just listen up right now, and uh, let's get these eight facts out of the way fast. Moose fact number one, moose are huge, obviously. Moose fact number two, moose eat a lot. Moose fact number three, moose calves grow quickly. Moose fact number four, animals of all sizes are a threat to moose. Moose fact number five, moose use antlers for fighting or showing off. Moose fact number six, moose mate during the rut. Moose fact number seven, moose are fantastic swimmers. And moose fact number eight, moose only live in places that have snow cover in the winter. So they were the eight different facts all about moose. Now, we're going to listen to those facts again, but listen to them in a little more detail. So get ready to take some notes. Here we go. Fact number one. Moose are huge. Moose are the largest members of the deer family, weighing as much as 1,200 pounds. Moose can grow between five or six and a half feet from hoof to shoulder, so that does not include a raised head or antlers. And the largest moose ever that was shot was in western Yukon in September 1897. It weighed, now hold up for this one, it weighed 1,808 pounds. That is 820 kilograms. And it was 7.6 foot tall at the shoulder that is fucking ginormous that is a big moose fact number two moose eat a lot you know these moose are huge so it makes a lot of sense that they have a huge appetite you know moose will easily devour 73 pounds a day in the summer and about 34 pounds of food in the winter. They generally eat an assortment of shrubs, woody plants or aquatic vegetation, aquatic vegetation. In the winter their diet is more restricted, so they generally just eat the buds of plants. Deer, elk, rabbit and even beaver all compete with moose. For food. Fact number three. Moose calves grow quickly. And I am not talking about the calf on your leg. I'm talking about a baby moose. A baby moose can grow quickly and can actually outrun a person by the time it is only five days old. A baby moose grows at an incredible pace during its first year of life. Generally speaking, 
Calves are born in the spring and will gain about one to two pounds a day, but will later gain over five pounds a day. Young calves will stay with their mother for a year before venturing away to live a solitary lifestyle. Moose can live more than 20 years in a wild. However, many moose usually begin to suffer symptoms of old age before then. So a more typical or regular lifespan for a moose would be 10 to 12 years. You know, female moose or cows generally have one to two calves in May and that's it. On average, the calf will weigh about 30 pounds at birth. But as I said, it will grow quickly. Baby moose do not have the ability to run or protect themselves very well. So, the mother stays with her offspring for about a year, a year and a half. And in that time, the mother will fight off wolves and bears that try to eat the calves. So, if you do see a baby moose, you make sure to look around for mama moose. Moose fact number four, animals of all sizes are a threat to moose. You know, this this one surprised me a lot. This one really did surprise me. So, moose are like these giant animals that are extremely dangerous. They have very sharp hooves and they have antlers on their heads for the males. However, a pack of wolves or even a black bear, they can't really do anything to an adult moose. An adult healthy moose is far too strong for wolves or bears to fight. So, bears and wolves will generally go after a young, sick or old moose. However, here's where it gets a little bit interesting. If a moose does fight off, um, say, a wolf or a bear, it might still get bitten. And one of the biggest factors that can kill a moose is infection. So whilst the bear may not kill a moose or a wolf may not kill a moose, the infection from a resulting bite will kill a moose. So it might be two weeks later when the moose actually dies. However, the craziest predator that I thought about was the parasite. Now this is insane. Moose will often contract parasites from eating snails snails you know those tiny tiny insects that kind of like carry their house on their back those things so moose eat those but generally speaking they have um they have parasites inside them so when the moose eats it the parasite will spread inside the moose and thus it will die i thought that was crazy I thought that was absolutely crazy how a moose can survive a bear attack, a wolf attack, but a fucking snail can kill a moose. I mean, I, I never would have guessed that. Never. All right, so another one. Number five, moose use antlers for fighting or showing off. So when a moose is about eight, uh, about a year old, the male moose will grow antlers that increase in size and weight every year. Then, a yearly cycle starts where the antlers begin to grow on a bull moose in the spring and they continue to grow until September when the velvet that covers the antlers dries and falls off. That's an interesting one. 
when a moose is fighting off predators yes they use their antlers occasionally but their first line of defense is usually their sharp hooves which if they connect with a sharp hoof it can actually kill a bear or a wolf now antlers are very important for moose just so they can let all the other moose know how strong or how old they are for example the size of a healthy moose's antlers increase each year until it reaches its prime then it starts to decline and the antlers do not are not as strong the antlers are not as strong as they were when they were younger so a large set of antlers signals to younger or weaker bulls that this moose is in its prime Generally speaking, bulls are in their prime between 5 and 8 years old. And they have the largest set of antlers on their heads. And for the older bulls, their antlers become more deformed and less impressive as they get older. Number 6. Moose mate join the rut. The rut is the mating season for certain mammals. The rut for moose is generally from late September to early October. And during this time, moose are horny. Yeah, you heard me. They just really want to have sex during this time. So during mating season in autumn, bulls will cover a lot of ground looking for females. They will walk as far as you can imagine, just looking to get laid, essentially. There was a study in the US conducted and it showed over a 12-year period that about 98% of cows, female moose, mated just one time a year with only one bull. In contrast, bulls, male moose, mated over 25 times every year with 25 different cows every year. So these male bulls, they get around. The male moose, they, they travel, they get around. But the female moose, not so much. They kind of stay put and let the men come to them. Or the man, I guess, in this case. <clears throat> so in the, in, the, in the rut, moose are very active. You know, the bulls, they'll dig pits, they'll fight and they'll mate. And for the females, they'll wait and eat. So it's a pretty nice time for the female. She just sits there, calls out, and eats food. And so by the end of the first week in October, the rut is over. And all the moose return to their daily lives and regular lives. Cows will carry their calves until the following May when they give birth. But generally speaking, after the first week of October, that's it. Moose are just going back to doing moose things. No more sex, not for another year. Alright, fact number seven. Moose are fantastic swimmers. So like Ronan, moose are naturally gifted and powerful swimmers. It is very common to see one jump in a lake and swim across it at up to six miles per hour. These animals have an innate, innate ability to know how to swim, so even calves can swim. Did you know that a moose can dive 20 feet underwater and stay there for over 30 seconds? That one, that one really caught me off guard. 
Can you imagine if you were swimming in a lake and you were diving underwater and you turned around and there's a fucking moose looking at you? Now that would be scary. That would be very, very scary. I never knew that a moose could dive 20 feet underwater, but they will do that to actually get food, a lot of vegetation underwater. The moose hair is hollow, and that helps them stay afloat when they're swimming or eating, and it also helps to keep them warm in the winter. But overall, I knew moose could swim. I just never realized a moose would dive over 20 feet underwater. That shit is crazy. And fact number eight, moose only live in places that have snow cover in the winter. Yes. So, moose prefer colder climates. You know, they can't take heat over maybe 27 degrees Celsius. So, during a hot summer's day, you will see a moose in the water cooling off. So, there you go, folks. Eight different facts about moose. Did you write something down for those? Any new words? In that short passage about all the different moose and all the different facts about moose. So, speaking of new words, let's take a look at some key words from this podcast, from from the things you just listened to. And after the key words, I'll give you the answers to the quiz at the start. But right now, we're going to look at a group of words which I feel are extremely important for your language learning journey. The first word I want to talk about is appetite. Appetite. Appetite is a noun, and it's almost like your level of hunger is your appetite. So if you do have an appetite, you're hungry. If you don't have an appetite, you're not hungry. And sometimes you might have an appetite for something, and you might not have an appetite for something else. So my name is Ronan, and I always have an appetite for ice cream. I can always eat ice cream. I'm always just a little bit hungry for ice cream. If a person is sick, they might have no appetite. And that can be a huge issue. I know some people who have thankfully survived cancer. And after chemotherapy, they spoke about not having an appetite, but needing to eat. Which can be a very difficult thing to do when you're not one bit hungry. Whenever you're sick, people will ask you, what's your appetite like? Because when you're sick, you might not have any appetite whatsoever. Or maybe you'll have a very small appetite just for, I don't know, some tea and toast or something along those lines. So think of it like this. Appetite is your desire to eat food. Um, Here are some good ways that we use it. For example, number one, I've lost my appetite. I've lost my appetite. Number two, to spoil your appetite. To spoil your appetite. Number three, your appetite will be affected with this medication. And number four, I have an appetite for blah, 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 blah. 
Okay, so with number one, I spoke about losing your appetite. And if you lose your appetite, it means that you were hungry, but now you're not hungry for whatever reason. The best example I can think of is, imagine you're in a restaurant, and you're really hungry. And you've been waiting for some food to come out for quite a while. So your appetite is big. You've got a huge appetite. And so finally, the food comes to the table. And you're so excited because you're so hungry. And you look at the food. And you pick it up the food with your hand. Because, I don't know, it's a burger, I guess. And you're about to eat the burger. And you see something on your plate. You see a hair. A great long hair. And you see a fingernail. Whoa. You see a fingernail on your dinner plate. And you see an insect on your dinner plate. Well, suddenly you might not be so hungry anymore. So we can say that you lost your appetite. You were hungry, but then you noticed that there was hair was a nail and an insect on your dinner plate and you know what yeah i'm not hungry i've kind of lost my appetite thank you very much if you go into someone's kitchen and you see that the kitchen is filthy and dirty and just not sanitized not sanitized or anything like that you might lose your appetite so that's a big one to lose your appetite you see something that makes you not hungry anymore um, generally speaking, if you're watching a movie and there's some very gory part, you might lose your appetite. You know, you're not really into watching gory movies or something along those lines. Now, the second one was to spoil your appetite. And this is something that my dad would always tell me when I was a kid. Because, you know, I was a fat kid. I like to eat a lot of candy. I like to eat a lot of ice cream. And the whole idea is that If you eat before dinner, you're going to spoil your appetite. You're not going to be hungry when dinner comes. So always think about it like if you're going to go to a restaurant, do you eat before you go to the restaurant? No, you don't. You wait until you arrive at the restaurant. Because otherwise you won't be hungry at the restaurant. You will spoil your appetite. So to spoil your appetite is to eat something before eating your main food and as a result you're not as hungry as you should be now my name was ronan and uh yeah i never really had a problem with spoiling my appetite because i would just eat food all the time but to spoil your appetite is to eat something and as a result you're not going to eat your main dinner later on or something along those lines. So to spoil your appetite. Number three was talking about how your appetite will be affected by something. Generally speaking, medication. You know, this medication will affect your appetite. You will not be as hungry. Or this medication will affect your appetite. You're going to be very hungry. So does medication affect your appetite? Yes or no? And the last one was that I have an appetite for something. You know, you can use it for food. Man, I have such a huge appetite for McDonald's right now. I really want McDonald's. Or, I have an appetite for steak. But another way that we can use it is to um, kind of talk about something that you want in a very figurative way. So, I have an appetite 
for success. You know, and that just means that you really want to succeed at something. Cristiano Ronaldo has an appetite for for goals. He loves scoring goals or something. I don't know why I chose that for an example, but I did. So to have an appetite is to be hungry and to have hunger. So do you have a large appetite or do you have a small appetite? Does your appetite change depending on the weather or if you're hungover? And if you don't have a huge appetite, what is something small that you can eat to tie you over until you do have a big appetite? Interesting one there. Appetite. The next word that I'm going to talk about is antler. Antler is a noun and it came up quite a bit in the podcast. So just to let you know, antlers are like the bones on a moose's head or deer's head. You know the big white yolks? On top of their heads that you generally see them hit each other with. That's an antler. Antlers are really cool. I mean, you know, sometimes you see them up in people's houses. And that is actually something very common in Canada. Because a lot of people go hunting. However, you might just find antlers on the ground. Because as we know, every year the moose will shed its antlers. Which means it will just lose its antlers. So antlers are... The big yolks sticking out of a moose's head. They're really, really cool. And I'd love to get a set for my house. I'm not going to lie. I would really like to have a set of antlers. The next one is to outrun. And outrun is a verb. In this podcast, we spoke about how a young moose can outrun a human after only five days. This means that a moose can run faster and run away from a human after only five days. So to outrun is to run faster than someone else and to escape another person. If you are being chased by a bear, you will not outrun it. No way. But you can absolutely outrun a turtle or a sloth or something along those lines. So to outrun is to run faster than something else, usually to escape. Um, We often use it for sport, for example. So think about someone you know who's very fast at running. Usain Bolt was able to outrun everyone else in the Olympics in London, in Rio and Beijing. Not anymore, because he's old. That's fine. But overall, to outrun, to run faster than someone, to try and escape from someone else. And I guess the moose is a huge animal that can outrun a predator fairly easy if they have to. But baby moose are unable to outrun predators. That's why the mother will hang out with them for a long time. The next one was uh, to gain. (laughs) I included this because it's very relevant for me. Uh, To gain weight. You know, and that's a nice collocation. And, you know, we spoke about how the calves will gain about two pounds a day when they're very young. And then they'll gain about five pounds a day when they get older. So that's a lot of weight to gain. My name is Ronan and I gained about 30 pounds over the past year. Whoops. So I need to lose that weight now. But overall, these calves, these baby moose, they gain weight fast. Can you imagine gaining five pounds a day? So if you want to use the gain, you can just say, Oh, I gained too much weight over the summer. I need to stop gaining weight. What do I remember from COVID? Well, after, none of my clothes fit me because I gained so much weight, for example. 
The next word is the rut. The rut. The rut is a noun, and it's a period of time where animals have sex. Oh yeah. Light the candles, turn on some smooth music, maybe some Barry White. Get some wine and get at it. The rut is a time when all these animals have sex and they try to reproduce. When the rut is on, moose are horny and they will do whatever they can to find a female to have sex. The males will fight each other. The females will call and wait. In Canada, you need to be careful when you're driving on highways during the rut because, no joke, these animals will jump in the middle of the road without warning. They are so fixated and they're so horny that they will run in front of a car. They will run in front of a truck if they think there is a female across the other side of the highway. They literally will not care. They will run in front of anything if it means they're going to have sex. I think it's absolutely hilarious how horny these animals get. And it's only for a very short amount of time. I mean, if we brought in a rule for humans that you can only have sex for what, three weeks of the year? Yeah, I'd say humans be doing some crazy shit too. A very interesting one. The next one is prime. And prime, in this case, is na- is a noun. To be in your prime is to be in the best shape of your life. To be at your physical peak. My name is Ronan and I am in my prime right now. I am 31 years old. So this generally means that I am at the point of my life where I should be the fittest in my life. My body can handle the most right now. After the age of, say, 35 or 40, you might not be in your prime anymore, which means you're not as fit as you used to be. Think about professional athletes. When are they in their prime? Of course, it depends on the sport. A curler can be in their prime at, well, any age, whereas a football player will not be in their prime maybe mid-30s. A gymnast is in their prime when they're young, I actually looked it up. The average age of an Olympic gymnast is under 22 years of age. This means that an Olympic gymnast is usually in their prime under the age of 22. Whereas a power lifter won't reach their prime until about 36 years of age. A moose is in its prime uh, between the ages of 5 and 8 years old and after 8 they start to get weaker. So to be in your prime is to be in like the best shape of your life, to feel the best in your life, and to know that your body can handle anything now, but not for much longer maybe. You know, your prime can go fast. The next one is a verb, and it is to mate. And this is the verb which means to reproduce, to have children, to have sex in order to have children. Very few animals have sex for pleasure. I think dolphins do, but that's about it. Obviously humans too, but we're mammals. Moose will have sex in order to reproduce. So we say they are mating. To mate is a verb, which means to have sex in order to breed and reproduce. And the last one I want to talk about is an innate ability to. This came up in an older podcast, uh, Canadian Wildlife Number 1, where I spoke about reindeer and caribou and how some animals have an innate ability to do something. For example, moose have an innate ability 
to swim. They don't need to go to swimming lessons. They don't need to go to a swimming pool. They just know how to swim because it's in their DNA. It is just something that they know how to do. They are naturally very good at it. They don't need to practice how to swim. People have an innate ability to speak, whereas animals do not have an innate ability to speak. Some animals have an innate ability to hunt, whilst others do not. Cats have an innate ability to hunt and to sneak, whereas dogs certainly do not have that innate ability. So an innate ability to do something is just like a natural ability to do something. So those, ladies and gentlemen, were just some key words from this podcast, which I feel are beneficial for you to know. I hope you enjoyed those words, but if you really want to remember them, you kind of need to make your own sentences with them. You know, you need to look it up and you need to think about, well, how can I relate this to my daily life? And if you can do that, then you know you're going to learn English. Okay, so at the start of the podcast, I read out uh, about 11 questions. Now I'll read those and actually give you the answers. So question number one. What is the name of a male, female, and baby moose? Well, a male is called a bull, a female is called a cow, and a baby moose is called a calf. Question number two. What was the weight of the biggest moose ever shot? And that was 1,808 pounds, and that was shot in 1897. So there's your answer for number three. Number four. How much does a calf weigh when born? 30 pounds. Number five. What insect carries a parasite which is lethal to moose? Snails. Question number six. How does a moose defend itself? Usually with hooves. You know, it doesn't really rely on its uh, antlers. A moose will use its hooves to protect itself. So it will kick something very, very hard. Number seven, what happens to a moose's antlers in the winter? They all fall off. Number eight, when do moose mate or have children? And that would be during the rut, usually between the end of September and start of October. Question number nine, how far can a moose dive? Over 20 feet. It's crazy. Number 11, what is significant about a moose's hair? A moose's hair is hollow, hollow. And that just means it can float easier and it keeps itself warm in the cold winter. And number 11, what temperature is too hot for a moose? And the answer, anything over 29 degrees Celsius. And if it is over that, you can find them chilling in the water. So... They were all the answers to the questions. How did you do? Did you get them? Do you need to listen again? Do you need to look at your notes, for example? Let me know. And just before I give you the official ending to this podcast, I just want to thank you for listening. You know, it's been a long time since I recorded a podcast, lots of different reasons why, which I will cover in my next podcast episode to catch up with Ronan. But I just want you to know I'm back, I'm here, and I plan to be extremely consistent. 
If you have any questions or comments, please message me on Instagram at English on the Road. Or you can message me via email to littlesealenglish at gmail.com. So, yeah, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know where you're from or something along those lines. And if you have any requests for a podcast, let me know. Okay, now I'm going to play the actual conclusion to this podcast. But just want a reminder that you are amazing. Thank you very much. And that is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode of Canadian Wildlife. I hope you found it useful to your language learning journey. Remember to check out my Instagram for daily lessons, but also check out my website for more language learning materials and information about language classes. My name is Ronan. This is the English on the Road podcast. I hope you are happy. I hope you are healthy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you didn't enjoy this podcast, please share it with someone you hate. I'm going to go grab myself a coffee and relax. And I will chat to you soon, folks. Bye. Bye.